It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor last night? This is the only Survivor podcast. My name is Jake Shadell. Each week I ask my best friend, Thomas Powell, if he did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I'm, I'm just chilling on a uh, an old Sunday. It's not fucking freezing around here like it was later in the week. It's it's actually quite nice. It's like 39 degrees. So uh, I'll take this for some February weather. This has been uh, our weekly weather update. How's it, how's it like in your neck of the woods? Um, it's warm. You know, it had been one degree recently, but today and yesterday it was around the 40 mark. So that's pretty nice. It definitely feels good. We have some snow that needs to melt, so it's I'm, I'm pleased that that's going to be gone. I do have a, um, what is it called? A, like an old plant, like, stalk, you know? The plant has ceased to exist, but its body is still there. There's got to be an easier way to say that. But anyway... Uh, a lot of ice accumulated on it, and now the sun shines through it sometimes, and it looks really cool. So winter actually does have some positives to it. I know I'm a big winter hater, but I thought that was cool. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, sounds cool to me. Sorry, I, I was trying to surreptitiously text my dad while you were saying that, and then I was like, oh, wow. shit, I didn't hear anything. So, yeah, oh, my goodness. sounds... Uh, I'm happy for you, or sorry that happened to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for so much for saying that. Um, were you, what were you texting your father about? Oh, there. he wants to know if I'm coming over for dinner tonight. And uh, D- Did you say, no, I'm too busy watching Survivor? Well, he tried to call me, and so I texted oh him goodness. to go, hey, I'm recording. And then I got a question there, so... Mm. Well, Thomas, um, I'll ask you this before you uh, get your dad to ask you any more questions. Like, fuck, like, do you not tell him when you're recording? Whatever. I'm not going to get into a fight with your dad over the... What is this? Uh, internet. All I have to what say What do you ask, the old, the old, what you call it? What do the you kids call it of these tubes? days? Um, Thomas, the simple question is this, and it is that I, I must ask you, did you watch Survivor Panama last night? I sure did, Jake. And what a what a great show it has been. It's been so much fun. I'm enjoying this season so much. I am too. This was this was like a really solid two episode block that we watched. I, I yeah. think it's it's getting me very excited for the home stretch. Yeah, we're almost there. Uh, this first episode we watched this week was called Medical Emergency. What do you think of that episode title? Um, I think that that certainly described a thing that happened yeah. on this uh, episode. <laughs> I would say this title is accurate. Man, I um. It's really funny that this has happened multiple times on Survivor, this specific medical evacuation. And it's like the same. It's basically the same point in the game, too. It's like right towards the end. This one felt less self-inflicted, though. It did. Yeah, I felt worse for Bruce than I did for Joe. Joe, it was like you you made your bed. You shouldn't have eaten all those beef skewers. Yeah. Also, I just like Bruce a lot better than Joe. So there was more sympathy there. 
Yeah, he was kind of the arts of the season. Um, do you want to know a fun fact about um, this episode? And sure. Hey, maybe if you have a medical emergency of your own, this might be helpful to hear because uh, this episode first aired on April 20th, 2006. Ooh. What were you doing April 20th, 2006? I, I was uh, not smoking weed. I had not smoked weed in my life. How old would you have been that day? Uh, 4-20, 2006, I would have been 14 years old. I would have been uh, 15 years old and one month. My sister would have been 18 years old and one day. Talking about sister's birthday so much this this episode, this week. This week, what am I trying to say? Sister Act 2 over here, all the sister talk. You know, I... Okay, this is Wrestling Corner real quick. Real quick. You said Sister Act, uh, and I thought you were going to say Sister Abigail. What if uh, Uncle Howdy, you know, Bo Dallas, came out with a Sister Abigail of his own and called it Sister Abigail 2? Oh, wait. It would be Sister Abigail 3 because Alexa Bliss already does the Sister Abigail. So Alexa Bliss is Sister Abigail 2. Anyway, how many viewers do you think this episode of Survivor got? Remember the previous episode in which we saw the balls of Shane Powers? Uh, got 15.07 million viewers. The previous two weeks before that one, of course, got 16.36 and 16.25 I'm gonna, million. I'm going to say this is going to tick back up. I'm going to say 16.1. It got 16.26 million, almost exactly okay. back to where it was before they decided to show us Shane's that's, gross balls. That's good. People, people put it in the behind them. They put Shane's balls in the past. <laughs> they were like... I don't need to see that. Everyone found out that his son's name was Boston Powers, and they were like, all right, I'm back in. Boston Powers. Groovy, baby. Uh, so at camp, Terry is feeling melancholic but doesn't want to talk about it. Tell me about it. There's nothing worse than talking about depression. Oh, go to BetterHelp. Here's some better help for you. 420. You, if you know, you know. You know? Speaking of yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> Speaking of four twenty, the pot fell in the fire. Did you see that? I did see that. That was pretty crazy. Do you call it pot or weed or cannabis? This is um, a this is like a BuzzFeed personality quiz. I say weed. Um, yeah. Pot, I feel like is a very like like my like my dad or like my uncles definitely say pot. Yeah. When. Um, does anyone say, I feel like it's really annoying to say cannabis. I feel like corporations that are trying to like sell you a product call it cannabis because they're like trying to rebrand the illicit drug. Yeah, it's like more, you know, it, it sounds like a more of a premium product. Yeah. Anytime I see somebody advertising cannabis, I'm like, do you mean weed? <laughs> uh, when we were in Alabama for... Whatever the most recent reason we were in Alabama was, one of Ariel's uncles or great uncles, you know, came over and told us how he and his brother uh, used to like just sell weed and how it was such an easy crop to grow because, you know, you just give it some water and some sunlight and there you go. 
300 acres of it or whatever. He was it's obviously very resilient. In yeah. In the that's way a classic. That's classic uncle behavior is to yeah. grow pot. Cause my uncles definitely also did that. And hey. they they got paranoid about it because the plants started growing way too high. And so they cut them all down and like took them out into a field and burned them. <laughs> Because they were like, you could see this from like, if like a helicopter flew over, they could see this. Uh, when, <laughs> were your were your aunt and uncle fucking cops in Reno nine one one? Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's one hundred percent something that happened on that show. Um, here's here's some less fun news. Bruce is having stomach issues and hasn't pooped in weeks. It's concerning. Uh, He's got that Jair Bolsonaro uh, no poop hospital trip in his future. I would love a picture of him giving a thumbs up in the hospital. Honestly, I don't even care where it happens. I just want to see a picture of Bruce giving a thumbs up. I like Bruce. That's what I'm saying. I know. Yeah, I want to see him. I want to see him happy. Imagine Bruce happy. Oh, Bruce Kanegi is I'm guessing that's the Bruce because that's the first one that came up uh, when I searched his name and why else, you know, would I be searching Bruce? It's not like I'm the biggest Hulk fan. Uh, good news, Bruce Kanegi's, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, uh, his his profile picture on survivor.fandom.com slash wiki, it's a very nice picture of him smiling, not giving a thumbs up, though. So uh, Well, what can you do? I'll keep searching for that throughout the rest of the episode, but right now I will tell you that this was very sad. I noticed that, I think Courtney said I had cramps so bad or whatever, like I couldn't pass anything so bad I thought I had appendicitis. And then when the fucking medical team came out and was like, I can't rule out that it's his appendix, that was really frightening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, appendix bursting is very scary. Yeah. Uh, they find boxes with voodoo dolls in them for each of them. This was cool, and I liked it. Yeah, this was fun. It was fun to see them, like, get their dolls all decorated like them. Good uh, stuff. This is what you want from, like, camp life stuff. Yeah. I Anytime this challenge comes back up, I am just reminded of how Jeff Probst got fed up when there was, like, chatter between the contestants in... Blood versus Water 2, and so they just canceled that challenge forever. Yeah, that's... They, they have a habit of doing this where they can't just, like, fix it. They're just like, all right, they do yeah. the, like, parent, like, no one gets it, like, your privileges are revoked thing, because they did that with the auction, too, and it's like, yeah, you didn't need to get rid of that. Yeah, you could have just fixed it. You fucking worked on the immunity idol for three seasons straight until you got it right. <laughs> Yeah, it really wouldn't have taken much tweaking to, yeah. to make that not an issue. Just say that people aren't allowed to talk to each other. That's all you got to say. You're disqualified if you talk to each other. Or just play it through. Like, that was a really interesting conversation. And I know we're not talking about um, San Juan del Survivor. I was trying to remember the name of that season. Uh, but, like, that's the... That's the, that's the uh, iteration of this challenge that deserves to be talked about. Like, this is... It's so stupid. It was an interesting, like, scene between all of these people trying to figure out who would win, and then Jeff's just like, well, who's gonna win? That's why they're doing the challenge. That's the entire point of this challenge. Like, he's such a little fucking prissy diva sometimes. I don't like yeah. it. Calm down, Jeff. 
Smarten up, probes, as we love to say. Um, how did you feel about Suri uh, trying to help her doll out by giving it the right amount of curves? Uh, great. Good stuff. No so, notes. Suri continues to be the best part of this season. Yeah, so there's a reason. There's a reason that Suri has the reputation that she does. There's, like, there's a reason she's for one the, of the best season. players ever. There's a reason for the season game changes, and it is Suri. Are you going to watch that Peacock show that Suri's on? The one I, that Alan Cumming hosts. I keep seeing advertisements for it, and I'm so curious about it because it makes sense that she's on it because it's like an all social gameplay, right? Game. Yeah. It's also like a murder mystery game, though, and also kind of like the mole. So I don't, I don't totally get it. It's like such a, it there, from the previews, it looks like there's such a high production on it, but then it's all these people who ultimately just like live in a house together, or like that's the shows they all come from, basically. Um, so then they're all living in this mansion together where Alan Cumming hosts, but Alan Cumming is playing a character. That's also Alan Cumming, but obviously is like putting it on for the murder mystery part of it. I don't I I guess I just need to watch the show. Yeah, they didn't. I should probably just give the pilot a try because it didn't really grab me either. Like I, I like Alan Cumming and obviously I like Suri, but I was I, I think I kind of felt the same way you did. I was like, I don't totally understand what this is and it looks kind of corny. So but maybe it's fun. I don't know. I remember there being a show on I want to say ABC. Um, I don't know, 10 or so years ago, that was like their version of Big Brother. Um, but then also there was like a murder mystery component to it and no one watched it and it got canceled and it was very bad. But one of the contestants, I, this is the only thing I remember from the show, one of the contestants uh, was so like, I don't know, claustrophobic or whatever, like she like her anxiety was playing out in such a way that she just like deep cleaned the entire house. Hmm. Very strange. And everybody just made fun of her. That's <laughs> also her never, out. ever look that gift horse in the mouth. If right? somebody's anxiety cleaning, you let them do it. Yeah. Hey, if that works for you, great. Because um, yeah, you, you benefit from it and you don't even have to do any work. <laughs> hey, you know. I love to be lazy. Um, okay. We, we could do, I don't know. I mean, I know, I think we're going to do a simulated season or something, but that might not be a bad idea for like the break between the season oh. is maybe try out that first episode and see how we like it. The fuck, what is it called again? I don't remember. We can figure it out. The traders, <laughs> the Alan Cumming show, the Alan Cumming show that Suri and other people are on. Yeah. Featuring Suri and others. Um, Okay. So, weekly players will split into teams and compete to stay in the game. Uh, okay, so that's every show. Uh, what is it actually called? The Glass House. It aired okay. in 2012 on ABC for one season. Uh, the first season of the show originally began in 2012. The show was met with criticism and low ratings. I knew this already. Okay, format. Here we go. 14 strangers living in a house uh, learning to be polite. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and, and learning to stop being polite and start getting real. <laughs> How to stop being polite and start throwing stones. Uh, the glass house featured 14 strangers living in a house made of glass. So it's very literal. It's a literal glass house. It's a literal glass house. At selected days and times, viewers 
can watch a live feed of the house. Uh, there are weekly eliminations. Uh, okay, so I think the murder mystery show I was thinking of was a different show that was on at the same time because uh, this is, you know, this is just a, a ripoff of Big Brother. They literally got sued. Okay. <laughs> by Interesting. CBS. Um, well... Fuck, I, I gotta figure out what that other show is Because that's the it's other It's The Traitors is the name of the Alan Cumming show Yes, the Alan Cumming show I remembered that one But the uh, the one that it always reminds me of Was similar to The Glass House In that it was bad uh, But they had to do a murder mystery Solve thing in their In the house they all lived in But everything was like a puzzle So there were like multi-steps Like one of them was like you think that somebody got shot in the back, but actually a bullet ricocheted off a wall, and that's why they got shot in the back. It was like that kind of bullshit. Okay. It was like, oh, okay. Well, of course nobody got that. Anyway, not a good well, show. Well, I've got good news for you about this Peacock show. Please tell me. I'm, I'm looking at a headline here, and it mm. says, Alan Cumming, quote, had a blast on Peacock's new reality show. That's all I need to hear. I'll watch it. Um, and it's actually called The Cock now. Pat McAfee did the, the cock at Royal Rumble. Oh, so yeah. that's what we're well, calling Well, Pat McAfee, very, very funny. He's TBS, very funny. So. He really is. And TNT, he knows the drama. It's true. He does know the drama. He knows, well, you know why? Because he hangs out with Aaron Rodgers all the time. Hey, hmm. I don't get that reference. He's a Green Bay Packer? Yeah, he's a, a messy bitch who loves drama and mm. hates getting the vaccine. <sighs> Tell me about it. Speaking of the Royal Rumble... Number 30 in the Women's Rumble. Big time anti-vaxxer. You know that? Who is... Oh, is it... Um. Uh, oh, what the fuck is her She's name? She's the irresistible force. Is it... I'm, I'm not like most girls. I'm not like most girls. I'm the irresistible force. Yeah, what the... F- I... <laughs> I had completely forgotten about her, and she came and out. I was she, like, oh, right. And she um, is part of the NOI family, but is not part of the bloodline because uh, she's not very good. <laughs> yeah, she keeps injuring people. I think that's been the story of her career, but is actually, that she, she injures people man. a lot. She, she did make the man, so uh, is that's it all true. bad? <laughs> that's true. Um, she's not the only, because uh, I'm assuming the the troop uh, female wrestlers also. Honestly, there's probably a lot. If it's wrestling, there's going to be some anti-vaxxers there. That's that's what happens when you watch Carney programming. <laughs> yeah. Um, her name is Nia Jax. Not, yes, Nia Jax. I had forgotten about Nia Jax. Uh, so let's talk about this challenge on Survivor. Enough about the challenge of watching the Women's Royal Rumble. At the end, when Nia Jax came in, this challenge is called something, and it's the good challenge where they have to answer questions about each other. Perfect challenge, perfect yes, time to this, implement this challenge. This is challenge. exactly what I want. Oh, no, let's do a fire-making challenge. This yeah, is better. I, this is much better, and I also really like that when they um, vote for somebody, there's, like, the ropes that are holding. There's, there's what, three ropes that are mm-hmm. over the person's name? Yes. And you cut it with, like, a big cleaver? Mm-hmm. Very cool. My favorite version of this, and it might have been San Wendell Survivor again, honestly, but was when they dropped uh, like a rock on somebody's head and then there was like red paint in the skull. Oh, yes. So fucking good. Love Uh, that. This is a great challenge, and I would love for Jeff Probst to bring it back. The winners get a helicopter ride to a spa. Thomas, you love the spa day. The spa day is always good. I like the helicopter ride to it. Um... (laughs) 
You like the spot. Also, the phrase helicopter rides is great because I just always think about the gathering of the Juggalos infomercial guy going, helicopter rides. Uh, Danielle does the least for the tribe Terry's the first person out What a surprise Courtney never shuts up Bruce is the next person out Shane mistakenly believes he's running the game Which Shane denies Oh, we should probably put on the record, by the way, that uh, th- one of the questions that they had to answer about their peers was, who is the most annoying person? And everyone voted for Courtney. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think I wrote them all down. I might have missed one. But uh, Sari is the most trusted with others' lives. Terry is the least likely to have your back. That was a weird question, but okay. Uh, Courtney asks, what is a poser? And Jeff says, the answer to what is a poser is you, because everyone voted for Courtney again. <laughs> yeah, fucking, man, I would love, if this was 10 years ago, you would, there would be like one of those YouTube, like, uh, Jeff, gangsta moments. Uh, <laughs> and it would, you, it would, it would be like, hold up. And then there would be like a big, uh, you know, sunglass deal with it. Sunglasses yeah. would come down and it would go black and white and it would be like, damn, Random. that's gangsta. Yeah. That's some good shit. Uh, Jeff Probst is like the most random host. And I love that about him. Yeah. He's so random. <laughs> so random. Love him. He's got a bag of prison <laughs> vegetables on his head. Uh, I was surprised that they said Shane is the moodiest um, until he uh, responded to that. Yeah, (laughs) he gets mad at Courtney for hitting him twice, and then Aris calms them both down. Uh, Courtney, as we already said, is the most annoying. Not at all surprising. I thought maybe Shane would be this one, but I wasn't surprised to see Courtney. The thing is, I think people actually kind of like Shane. People do not like Courtney. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, then Courtney is eliminated, and then Sari takes out Shane, and then Aris and wins the whole thing, sending Terry to exile again and bringing Aris and Danielle. You know, it's good to be Sari. That's right. Uh, Sari says she picked Aris and Danielle because she thought she would have the most fun with them. I can't argue with that reasoning. No, that, that's probably who I would take uh, in this situation, especially because Bruce is not available. Yeah. Um, had, uh, oh, well, because, yeah, he's sick or whatever. Um, Shane is pissy that Sari chose Danielle over him. Is Shane ever not pissy? I guess when he had that cigarette on that reward. Yeah, I, I think unless you're giving him a cigarette, he's going to be a little moody. He's going to be a little irritable. Uh, so, you know, I, I I get it. I think he thought he was going to be like a first pick because of their alliance. But so, I, you know, I would be a little disappointed that I didn't get to go to the spa either. But, you know, it's fine. You're not going to get to go on every reward. It's OK. It's not a big deal. I have a reward for you for sitting through this whole thing. Uh, I found the reality murder mystery show that is not the traitors. It is called Who Done It. Okay, I think I vaguely remember hearing about this. When is it currently airing, or did it? When did it air? August eighteenth, twenty thirteen, was the first season finale, and okay, only who season hosted finale. This show? Gildart Jackson, who plays the mansion's butler, Giles. 
Okay, I do kind of remember hearing about this. The series follows 13 guests, one of whom is secretly the killer, posing as a contestant in the game, living in a Beverly Hills mansion named Rue Manor. Uh, they are guided by the butler, Giles, who also acts as the show's host. Within the show's fiction, the guests, along with Giles and two maids, are trapped by the killer within the house grounds until they determine who the killer is. What? Okay, whatever. An early episode shows that Giles is wearing an ankle monitor that forbids him from leaving. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. I like that they have to put that. It's like it's a show. The reason he's there is because it's a show. But I like that they if anyone if some nerd is like, why doesn't you just leave? Like, well, he's got an ankle monitor on. So uh, Giles acts as a puppet for the killer. <laughs> the killer sends messages to Giles. who reads them as surviving guests to the surviving guests. This sounds like it would be a very fun game to be on. This sounds like it would be fun to play. Yes, uh, it really was. Uh, as he was also the creator of the successful CSI franchise, creator and executive producer Anthony Zucker was able to bring the crew and set pieces from CSI. What? <laughs> what <laughs> set pieces? Incredible. <laughs> Uh, the first victim. You can wear David. Ka- you can wear. Uh, oh, what the fuck is the guy from NYPD Blue's name? That was the host, or that was the, the host of CSI Miami. The guy yeah. that was on CSI Miami. Oh, he, we have we have his sunglasses. Um, David Caruso. Yeah, David Caruso. I almost said David Cassidy, but that's a different guy. That's a different guy. Um, uh, they, I guess somehow they. Uh, okay, there's somebody called a riddle solver. It's just Ted Danson's just hanging out. Okay, wait. Hey, okay. When, are, when are you guys done? We got to film CSI. There are five things that can happen to a contestant in an episode. They're either the riddle solver or, which means they were able to solve a riddle, but did not have the most correct theory. Don't know what that means. Uh, oh, I guess, excuse me. The guest was able to solve a riddle, but did not have the most correct Austin theory. Just have to read it. Uh, sure. If the guest had the most correct theory and survived, they were spared. Or if they performed well enough to survive, they were spared. If the guest was marked for possible elimination, but survived, they were scared. And if they were up for possible elimination uh, and had the least correct theory and was thus killed, they were also scared. Hmm. So that doesn't I thought that was going to be more exciting. But so this is a show that existed. Um, who do you think won? Pull in, I have no idea. Pull a random name have- out of your hat. Uh, it's Jeff. I think Jeff won. Uh, there was no Jeff. It was actually Cam. Okay. Uh, do you know who the killer was? Uh, Derek. It was actually Chris. I'm so sorry. Dan- oh, it was Chris. Oh. Um, there was also somebody named Ulysses on this show. <laughs> wow. Does ABC have a streaming service? Uh, like uh, they're on I the mean, cock. it might be on Disney Plus. Maybe it's on Disney Plus. It'd be on that or Hulu, I would think. Okay, I'm gonna look into it. Um, 
So Shane is pissy that Danielle went to the reward. Who cares? Shane tells Courtney that she's personalizing the questions too much, which he is right about. It's just a game. Uh, Bruce still cannot poop or eat. Pretty bad stuff for our yeah, friend. Those Bruce. are two very important things to be doing. Two of my favorite things, honestly. Yeah, I, I like it going in and I love it going out. <laughs> Uh, they have a wonderful massage at the reward. Sari says, if I'm out tomorrow, at least I got to do this. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, Danielle- good attitude to have. <laughs> yeah. Danielle and Aris think Courtney has a big crush on Shane. What's your take? I th- maybe. I don't know. I can see it. I want to uh, cut a cut together a preview for this season that makes it look like a love story be- between Shane and Courtney. Yeah, it's just Shane screaming, why are you so sensitive? <laughs> I can do it. I'm a magician with iMovie. Uh, yeah, it did kind of seem like some of the time she's just teasing him and that yes. he is uh, withdrawing from nicotine <laughs> is instead just reacts very poorly to everything. Yeah. Speaking of reacting poorly, uh, Bruce is in extreme pain. So medical shows up and checks him out thinking it might be his appendix that has burst. Courtney and Shane help the doctor get Bruce on a stretcher and they take him out to a boat. Even when they don't advertise Shane's balls, we still end up seeing them. Who is this guy? Richard Hatch. He's the spiritual successor to Richard Hatch. Yeah. Can you imagine how how uh, Richard Hatch would play if he also was uh, quitting cigarettes? Oh, my God. Incredibly, probably. Probably really well. Probably he'd probably win really another well. season. Hopefully he wouldn't sexually harass uh, one oh, of the God. tribe members. Yeah, well, you know, happens once every 30 or so seasons, unfortunately. Mm, I got to... Quick correction Happened a lot earlier uh, Early on Ariel and I have been slowly making our way through Survivor Thailand And uh, there's a whole subplot in there that's not fun Uh, We'll Mm. get to it eventually But it's one of the worst seasons of Survivor ever So Yeah, it does feel like maybe it's like every 15 or 20 There's like a creep who sexually harasses people Because we had one not too long ago where that happened Yep Ruined the entire season Uh Terry says he's enjoyed observing the Kasaya tribe implode when he was at the challenge. Uh, I love like these late exile trips in the game where it's just like, there's no reason to be here. I'm just going to chill out. <laughs> reflect yeah, and they on like, barely show it. It's yeah. like they're just gone for a little bit. It's fine. It, it's always Terry or Aris or uh, fucking coach being like, you know what? I'm having a great time being by myself. <laughs> yep. I get that feeling. Uh, Shane tries to convince Courtney to make a sub-alliance, and she seems hesitant, to, but agrees. Because, you know, she's always been a burger kind of person. I'm, you know who else is a burger kind of person? Me. I love being a burger kind of person. Uh, so he, then, um, then Shane, for some reason... Threatens to kill her, and she jokingly takes it seriously, but then he freaks out for real. This is... <laughs> yeah, this is pretty fucking deranged, honestly. Honestly, Cerise should have just taken one of them on the reward to keep this from happening. 
Yeah. Just yeah, for like, everyone's I, benefit. Yeah. He, Shane does like a real actionable threat. And then Courtney, I think to just try and alleviate some of the tension is just like, my apartment's not shitty. And yeah. He was like, ah, why would I do that? Yeah. Uh, Danielle, Suri, and Aris return to camp, uh, and Courtney tells them that Bruce was, in fact, medevaced. Did you know he was only the second person to ever be medevaced off the show? Crazy. Who was the first? Uh, man, we don't talk about so much anymore. Okay. <laughs> he is the man who fell into the fire and apparently dated somebody I know. Does he date somebody you know? Not, uh, what? Somebody I was talking to recently was like, oh, yeah, a friend, like, my mom's friend or somebody was like, oh, yeah, my roommate or somebody dated a guy who was on that show, uh, and I think he fell into a fire. And I was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I don't know. This might be, maybe elaborate when we're not recording. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. the, I mean, I've definitely told you about it before. It's I yeah, I, I remember having this conversation. I just don't remember the specifics. Yeah, we don't have to get into it. Uh, Shane tells Aris he's not with Sari anymore, but Aris thinks they're still good. That that alliance. I am surprised by how concrete this alliance has stayed with Shane being a part of it. <laughs> Like, yeah, it, you'd, you'd think, I guess he's like kind of loyal. I, I guess that helps because he's uh, really, he really threatening, <laughs> promising his child's life. Yeah, he's you got to cool it with that. Like, there's only so many times you can pull that out. If, the, the minute that you have to take it back at a certain point, I think maybe you stop using that. Yeah. Do you know what Shane's son, Boston Powers, calls his dad? What does he call him? Bane. He calls him Bane. Yeah, because he's Boston Powers. Okay. Because he says everything with a, with a B instead of whatever. Okay, he calls him Babe. Is that a better joke? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Are you going to go see 80 for Brady? Yeah, this probably. <laughs> I'm probably going to go see him for an see, entire yeah, day. Yeah, I want to see what those old broads are up to. I, uh, You know, I can't leave my home because of how I uh, have to stay off my foot for another... Four weeks, um, but I'll probably make the trip to the nearest um, movie Cinema. complex, multiplex. It's showing 80 for Brady. I think the closest one is like a 10-minute walk, so it'll probably take me like six weeks to get there on my uh, walker. Yeah. you'll be Your foot will be healed then, though. Oh, that's a really good point. Halfway to on my trip, I could get up, having not eaten in four weeks. Yeah, I'm, I've, I made it. I'm one for 80 for Brady, please. And the hot dog, and popcorn. <laughs> um, actually, the, to be honest, the theater I'm thinking about, I haven't been to in a long time. I think I uh, saw a Spider-Man movie there several years ago. It's a great theater, though. So, Suri and Shane chat, and he makes her swear on their kids' lives, and then he kisses her on the forehead. Cool guy, Shane. Yeah, cool stuff. Uh, Courtney cleans Bruce's Zen garden. Uh, Terry and Jeff then return to camp, and Jeff tells them all what happened to Bruce. So they have no immunity challenge or tribal council. Um, sad episode for Bruce. 
and for us. Yeah, as... real bummer. So here is the latest on Bruce and his pictures of him holding a thumbs up. He doesn't do a thumbs up in pictures. You know why? Hmm. Why? He instead does a hang loose symbol. Oh, I like that. That's good. So technically his thumb is up. Just his pinky yeah, is also up. Yeah, his thumb up. is up. It's just also his pinky is up. Um, so in a way, uh, his insides kind of exploded on him. Much like how the outside of arts exploded into him. Yeah, so I, I think that's a fitting end to yeah. the arc of him being the Arnst of this season. Um, when you when you said that initially, I I knew that Bruce was getting medevaced. I was like, that's such a great end. <laughs> that's such a great comparison, and you don't even know it yet. Yeah, that's just the kind of I, I, my intuition is very good. That's yeah. just you know, it, I didn't know, but in a way, I did know. Yeah. If you know, you know. Uh, this I'm kind of an empath. I don't know if you <laughs> have heard that about me. When when Bruce was complaining about being constipated and not being able to eat, were you like, I'm also constipated and not able to eat? Yeah, I was like, you and me both, brother. Yeah. Uh, the second episode we watched this week was called Perilous Scramble. How is that for an episode title? A good one. Also, sounds delicious. <laughs> what would be We'd a, love to eat a perilous... Go out to brunch, get a perilous scramble. What would be in a perilous scramble? Well, there wouldn't be... Uh, there wouldn't be any pears. Mm, okay. Because it's a perilous scramble. Perilous. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's say uh, it's going to have chorizo. Yep. Um... We'll say like some uh, pepper jack. Uh, yeah, some pepper jack cheese, uh, peppers, onions, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll say I'd, I'd throw maybe some like cheese a, in there as some well. sort of salsa or like a like a yeah some sort of uh, sauce. Yeah, uh, yeah, sauce sauce would be really good in an omelet yeah, or a maybe, scramble, maybe. I should say. Yeah, like a chilaquiles type deal. Yeah. Ooh, chilaquiles. I could go for a chilaquiles, too. I Good haven't stuff. been outside of my house in two months. <laughs> yeah, that's not... It's, it's not great for going to uh, eat delicious food. Yeah. We're going to see delicious movies like 80 for Brady. Yeah. Mm. I saw Tasty. I saw a picture of... Um, Somebody buying seats for 80 for Brady, and it was like almost every seat was filled. <laughs> Somebody commented, looks like a lot more than 80 for Brady. Yeah, ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good joke. Uh, this episode first aired on April 27th, 2006. Thomas, remind me, how old would you have been that day? I would have been 14 years old. Mm, not driving yet. I would have been 15 years old. Honk, honk, learning to drive. Uh, how many viewers do you think this one received? Remember last week we got 16.26 million viewers and we did see some Shane Balls. I'm going to say 16.5. Try again. 16.3. No, try again the other way. And more. 16.6. No, no, more. 17. Point. And when did we graduate high school? <laughs> 17.9? No, 17.09. Oh, it's the point oh nine. Okay, wow, that's a big jump. Yeah, well, you know, people people really had to recover from seeing Shane's balls. 
Yeah, they they needed some time, and apparently people didn't like Bruce, and they were like, "Oh boy, Bruce is gone." Yeah. Oh good, Bruce had a medical emergency. I can finally I'm watch glad the show that again. He couldn't shid or fard mm. or eat even or eat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Terry is feeling lucky uh, that he gets to stick around and goes to work on getting allies. The Terry story. What is Terry's last name? Bradshaw? Probably not. Terry Balea. <laughs> the Terry Balea story. Terry. Hulk Hogan was on Dietz. there the whole time. His name is Dietz. His name is Dietz. Um, Terry Dietz. Terry Dietz. Terry Dietz knows best. Uh, Shane finds a piece of wood that looks like a blackberry and just has a little harmless fun, and everyone that makes was a fun of fun him. To pretend to be on the blackberry. It's funny. Like, he was obviously doing a bit for himself, right? This feels like him in production came up with the idea. They were mm. like, this will be a fun bit. Yeah, they were like, remember when Greg did this in the first season? What if you did something similar, but, you know, five years later, six years later? They should do that every every six or so years when there's a new phone on the market. Yeah, it's because Shane be on that phone. Yeah, these damn kids these days. All kids know these days is pieces of wood that look like blackberries. Yeah, chip. all Shane knows is uh, swear on son's life, Blackberry, eat hot chip and lie. Uh, so at the next reward challenge, they have to be broken up into three teams, go through an obstacle course in the water, then do a lily pad run and collect the bags underwater. Winners receive a barbecue feast. This lily pad run, Thomas, let me tell you, <laughs> that shit looked extremely fun. <laughs> It did look very fun. <laughs> I want to do that one. Um, Terry, Danielle, and Courtney win. Some Aris to Exile Island. What do you think of this additional challenge they got to do? Uh, it's a slingshot where you break things, so I love it. Yeah. What do you think of the winners of the challenge getting a second challenge where they get to win a GMC Yukon. I think that's pretty cool. I like having a second challenge where you win an additional prize. And then if you win the car, it means that you will not win. Yeah. <laughs> and because that's how this works. See that that's like, was speaking of them, like working things out season to season. Hey, you know, if uh, the car curse is a thing, Hey, what if half the people don't know you won the car at the challenge? That's, you know, that's an improvement. That's something they tried. They did eventually yeah. abandon car um, people. Car people? Car salespeople. Um, Do you think they just couldn't get a sponsor anymore? Yeah. Do you think that's why they did? Yeah, I think that's probably it. Um, what do you remember about the GMC Yukon? It's an SUV. Yeah. Did you know it's also the same thing as the Chevy Tahoe? I did know that, yes. I didn't know that until I looked it up. Um, did you know that in 2006, the 2007 Tahoe was featured on and promoted through a television program that isn't Survivor, but was very popular at the time of Survivor, and was hosted by an eventual president? The Apprentice? That's the one. Uh, two teams put together a show for the top General Motors employees to learn about the new Tahoe. 
Uh, also, The Apprentice sponsored a controversial online contest in which anyone could create a 30-second commercial for the new Tahoe by entering text captions into the provided video clips. The winner's ad would air on national television, an early example of user-generated marketing headed by ad agency Campbell dueled, okay? Uh, the campaign began to backfire when hundreds of environmentally conscious parodies flooded YouTube and Chevy's website, critiquing the vehicle's low gas mileage. <laughs> over 400 negative ads were created in total. However, over 20,000 positive ads. Those are rookie numbers. We got to do better, folks. Only 400 negative ads for this fucking car? Yeah, th- there should at least be 1,000. You got to go four figures or more. Terry wins this challenge. He wins the car. Um, so, you know, now Terry's not going to win the whole season. Are you upset? Not really, but I did kind of think he might win. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. It, it makes me wonder who's going to win. Uh, Aris does yoga at exile. Doesn't want to waste his energy looking for the idol. I like Aris. I do too. He's very chill. Yeah. At the reward, Terry wants to make a final three deal with Courtney and Danielle. Obviously, who wouldn't want to do that? Everybody wants to make a final three deal with everybody. That's the name of the game. Yeah, that this is... Um, it's kind of nice when there's an obvious goat that people peg as a goat early enough that other people can react and vote them off. Yeah. Uh, you're saying Courtney... Yes, it, it became really obvious that that's who you needed to take to final two. And so the natural solution is to then vote that person off. 80 for Courtney. Speaking of goats. 80 for 80 for Courtney. 80, 80 for. Oh, OK. Yeah, because because of the goat or a Orkney for the goat. Tom Brady a Orkney for Courtney. <laughs> Orkney for Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> What's that movie about? It's about a bunch of eight-year-old women who watch Survivor together. Okay, <laughs> they go sounds to whole, good. They go to a watch party with a contestant named Courtney. So, is everybody in eighty for Brady like real NFL players, or did they just get guys who are going to play NFL players who aren't Tom actually Brady real? and Rob Gronkowski play themselves in the movie. I mm. don't know if anyone else does. I know that they got actors to play like different coaches. Like Bill Belichick is not in the film as far as I know. Hmm. And there is also, uh, some guy is playing Matt Patricia. So as, as disappointed as I am that, uh, Lions, uh, head coaching legend, Matt Patricia will not appear in the film as himself. Just got to deal with it. You know, is there a post credit scene with our man, Dan Campbell, Dan, the man Campbell. Yeah. He, co- he comes up at the end of it and he kills Matt Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> Setting up for 81 for Brady, obviously. Or I guess 82 for Brady. That would make more sense. Did you know the... 80 for Barry, the Detroit Lions sequel. (laughs) Yeah, it's a period piece. It's the same story, but set in the 90s. Yeah, and it's got Barry Sanders. 1990s for Barry. And they're all a little (laughs) bit older. They're all in their 90s, and it's the 90s, and they're going to see Barry Sanders play. It tracks. My grandma uh, lived into her mid-90s, and she was a Tigers fan till the day she died. (laughs) She loved Miggy uh, Cabrera, obviously. (laughs) 
everybody. How did she feel about Barry Sanders, though? That's the real question. She probably loved Barry Sanders. Uh, who didn't? Who doesn't? Who d- yeah, who doesn't love Barry Sanders? Who doesn't Sanders? love Barry Sanders? Um, Shane and Sari go over their options back at camp. Sari wants Courtney out. Courtney for Courtney. Sari goes fishing and catches a huge fish on Shane's birthday. How nice is that? This was fun. It was fun seeing her freak out with the fish still being alive. Yeah. Uh, I loved when Shane said, Captain America has been out there swimming for three weeks. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I love Shane always making fun of Terry. It's very, very good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Even uh, Shane occasionally will say some fucked up things, but he can be funny sometimes. True. Uh, Danielle asks Terry if he's going to take Courtney to Orkney. Final Travel Council. Uh, he compromises with her by saying that he will make a pact that the top two finishers at the final three challenge uh, will go to Final Travel Council together, and she agrees. I mean, like, we, yeah, what else are you going to say? Yeah, that's a situation where you just, yeah, you, you just attempt to minimize conflict. Yeah. Uh, Courtney doesn't love that... Danielle said someone would be dragged along to final travel, whatever. Uh, Suri wants to take her Courtney even more now that Terry is going to take Courtney to final true. They've really given up on trying to get Terry out. They're like, who cares now? <laughs> whatever. Yeah, there's just, what can you do? He's just going to keep winning these challenges. Uh, at the community challenge, they have to kneel over a plank of water and hold ropes that have 20% of their body weight attached. Would you believe it if I told you that Terry won this one, too? It's crazy that he won. It's just there's just was just no possible way I would have guessed. I mean, who would have who would have known that Terry would win every single challenge? Uh, Courtney and Sari to vote with Terry and Danielle for Aris. Sari tells Shane and Aris that Courtney are voting for Danielle. So don't even worry about it. Uh, Sorry, I fell asleep. Everybody's everybody's voting for everybody, you know. Uh, then Sari fills in Aris and Danielle on the plan to vote Ortney for Courtney. And you can say it. I can say Ortney for Courtney. You can, and you did. Thank you. Uh, but before we more talk about Courtney, let's more talk about wildlife shots. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, what's uh, what's going on in the wildlife neighborhood? Well, first things first, I do want to say on the challenge there was some cows, and that was really fun. On Survivor, we had flies. We had a vulture with a red head, uh, which of course is the turkey vulture. Numerous birds, uh, stingrays, ants, hermit crabs, snails, and Jeffrey's spider monkey. And no, not Jeff Probes. Okay, get that out of your head. It's it's Jeffrey with a G E O F F R O Y. Like the giraffe. Like Jeffrey the giraffe, yeah. Uh, they can be found throughout southern half of Central America in forests. And uh, they live about 33 years. They weigh as much as 20 pounds and are one to two feet long. And then their tail adds, guess how much? How much? Two to three feet. They are uh, reddish-brown with a pale face. Their tail is a palm-like end, and it is strong enough that they can basically use it as a fifth limb while climbing. 
They have small thumbs, but long fingers that allow them to swing below tree branches. Uh, They live in groups of a couple dozen. They will rub their skin with a combination of saliva and lime tree leaves to deter mosquitoes. They're the third smartest primates in the wild, eating mostly fruit. Uh, Their only real predators are pumas and jaguars. They mate facing the same direction, and the male will wrap his arm around the female's chest and his legs around her waist, and they will embrace like this for guess how long? How long? Eight to 22 minutes. Um, which do you think is bigger on this animal? The penis or the clitoris? Um, I have the penis. No. The clitoris, the clitoris is bigger than the penis, actually. All right. The males will touch the clitoris and sniff their fingers to see if the females are sexually receptive. Okay. Where do you think they rank on the red list? I'm going to say least concerned. No, they're quite concerned with them. They're actually endangered. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're fucking primates that live in forest land in Central America. Can you believe that uh, they're losing their homes? Um, what a bummer. Yeah. At Tribal Council, Bruce returns as a member of the jury. Very happy to see this. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good good to have him there. Uh, Sari doesn't buy when Ara says he uh, that it was nice to get away from the game. Whatever, I don't know what's yeah bullshit. Yeah. How dare you? Um, Terry claims no one has approached him about working together. What a surprise! Jeff starts prodding them about final twos. I feel like Jeff stay out of it. You know, like in this situation, like final six, Jeff. We all know what everybody's doing. You don't need to call attention to it. Yeah, mind your own business. So Danielle gets a vote. Aris gets two votes. Aris getting votes at every trouble council, apparently. And then Courtney gets three votes to the shock of many a people. So there we are. Um, Courtney's gone. More nor or no, no Mortney. Courtney for Ortney. Oh. Glad we came up with that nickname at the very end. Not a great working title. No. Um, So we have a few episodes of Survivor left. Let's see. Let's see how many episodes. I think we have three left of this season. Does that sound right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it does. Mm, What is today? Today is the 5th. It is February 5th. Yes. Episode 13 and 14 next week. 15 the week after that and then we will simulate a season and also watch three fields on the traders.com starring alan coming thomas this is a lot of uh reality television we're talking about uh but the reality question i want to ask you about is did you watch the challenge rider dies last night i did not okay well did you know it's the first episode of the final I didn't. I knew that. Actually, I did know that because uh, last week you told me that TJ said, "Hey, why don't we just do the final right now?" Yeah, he, and everyone was like, "Okay." He did say that. Uh, do you know what the first task of um, the final was? I bet they had to run somewhere. No, they had to drive a jeep for two hours. 
Oh, okay. That doesn't seem like it would be that hard. Well, the Jeep was actually carrying a trunk that they had to then carry themselves for another two hours. Okay. To some stationary bikes, which they had to ride for a hundred kilometers. And then you know what happened? That's a long, that's a long way. You know what happened after that? What happened after that? Um, the trunk would unlock and they would get supplies to build a tent. At one point, uh, while building the tent, Bananas said to Nani, have you ever pitched a tent? And Nani said, no, but I've sat down and watched someone do it before. It was funny. I laughed pretty hard. That is pretty funny. Um, so Anissa rolled her ankle at Station 1. They have to throw bolas at um, whatever. Olivia ripped her finger with one of the carabiners and uh, bled everywhere. David and Tori won the first stage. They then have to move one tire one kilometer for every eliminated contestant. In order, uh, Anissa and Jordan aren't getting along, but Jordan has a legacy to protect. Okay. Uh, While walking with the tires, Jordan talks about how he can heal his white blood cells. What? Yeah, I don't. Okay, sure. Sure thing, dude. I mean, I wrote that down, so he must have said it. I wouldn't make that up. Uh, Tori and Devin won stage two. That's now two of two for that team. I like the way this is going. Stage three is a slingshot. Easy win for Team Dave. Uh, It... um, However, the uh, the team of rookies had a less easy time with it. Um, the slingshot uh, sh- fell, fell back and uh, hit Olivia so hard in the face that she started bleeding from the bridge of her nose. Uh, and Man, Olivia not having a good time. You know, it looked like a waterfall down the center of her face. It was awful. Uh, so she and Horacio were eliminated, uh, or I guess disqualified, bit of act, whatever you want to call it. Um, Horacio was so sad that a producer had to come on camera and hug him, and he told Aww. he told them that he was willing to do double the work if he had to. So Horacio was probably coming back. <laughs> you would think, right? I'm sure Olivia will be back too, because yeah, they are. They became fan fan favorites very quickly. Um, well. Yeah, it was a good episode of the challenge, um, as they all have been. <laughs> it's a good season, uh, and I highly recommend it. Uh, but I know what you really come here for, and that is, of course, the Music Minute. Music make you lose control. Music make you lose control. Do you remember a song by a group called Everclear? The song is I Will Buy You a New Life. I do remember that song. What about the song Hard to Handle by the Black Crows? I'm fam- I'm familiar with that. And My Body by Young the Giant Thomas. Are you familiar with My Body? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not. I have not heard that song before. Mm. What about Connection by Elastica? Yes, I really like that song. Okay, so f- that song uh they I believe lost a lawsuit to the band Wire, which is one of my favorite bands. Because it, uh, the riff from it is the same as the riff from Three Girl Rumba, which hmm. is also a very good song. Um, how about this song that was released on... You're currently at three of four. I just want to point out. Uh, Mar- March, excuse me, May 9th, 2012, from the group's eponymous debut album. Any guesses yet? Sorry, okay, can you repeat all of the hints again? 
This song was released the 9th of May, 2012, uh, from the group's eponymous debut album. Okay, it's an eponymous debut album that came out May 9th of 2012. 9th of May, 2012, yes. Um, hmm. The song's lyrics describe breaking up with an older boyfriend. Okay. Um, it, I'm assuming this is this female vocalist. Mm-hmm. And it's a band. Uh, there are multiple people on the song, yes. I have no idea what this is. This eventually reached number seven on the Billboard Hot 100 in 2013 after being featured on the HBO show Girls. Okay, is it, um, this is too soon for it to be high I would think. It is not high But you got um, the correct number of female people making music. Okay, um. This might give it away. Uh, it was on a lot of year-end lists, including number 35 on Rolling Stones, who called it the Euro Slut Club Jam of the Summer. The Euro Slut Club Jam of the summer. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I'll probably know it when you say it, but I just nothing comes to mind. Sarah Gum and Pitchfork both ranked it in their top 200 songs of the decade. Okay. You know what, Tom? It's fine. You know what? I'm not even going to give you this last, this last hint. I don't care. Oh, so is is it um is it Icona Pop? Mm-hmm. What's the song? Okay. I did actually think that, yeah, it's mm. uh what is the actual name of that song? Uh I'll I'll give you a hint. It's not I Don't Care, which is what I thought yeah, that, it was. I knew initially. That, that wasn't the name of it. I'm trying to remember. I think that might have been the parenthetical at one point. So the third it's the two it's the two Icona Pop ladies and it's Charlie X C X. Um and I do kind of remember that being on Girls. That probably should have been a decent hint for it. But I don't know. How I was more the of an all-night guy as far as uh, Icona Pop songs go. I, that, that wasn't my one of choice. How does the song go? Remember, they go, like, I don't care. Is it I love it? I love it. Yeah, you got it. Uh, so yeah. four out of five, that's 80%. Great job. Uh, much better than they did on my favorite show, Are You the One? This is a segment called 808s and Updates. They did a trivia challenge about the men listening to the women. Oh, I apparently uh, didn't update um, my notes on this one. Yeah, I remember that from last week. I think they got four beams this week. Okay, so that was 808s and updates. I give it four beams up. <laughs> it's a good season. Um, don't don't totally recall what happened there, but, you know, still, I, it's good, and I recommend it. Um do you want to do a probes pros? We're coming here let's, in the let's end. Let's get in there. Let's let's do some probes pros. Do you have one that's already been done, or are we doing one? Uh, this one has actually already been done. Oh, and it looks like it was done by our high school friends. Okay, I like this. I'm interested to see what they picked. Uh, as it is February, uh, this one is in honor of Black History Month. Uh, You'll see soon enough. Uh, George Washington Carver 
was a very fat African-American scientist. Not off to a Uh great start. He was born a Tom in Missouri. Off to an awful start. Yeah, that's. I have to assume one of our friends thought it would be fun to put my name on there. Let me say Tom with an H. Yeah, so it's me. Uh, In Missouri and graduated from Iowa State College with a high Jake's. That's that means nothing. <laughs> this is very creative uh, so far. He then worked at Tuskegee Institute as the head of Janine Department, and <laughs> did <laughs> this is only for us. And did much research in the field of. I'm sensing a theme here. What do you What do you think uh, our our good friend George Washington? Carver did a, 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 a good amount of research in the field of probably the field of like, I'm going to say the field of Shannon, the field of Hannah. Oh, okay. He discovered many new uses for the peanut and the soybean and the Toblerone. <laughs> Ooh, like that. He also improved the production of cotton and helped the entire economy of Fallujah, George Washington Carver was looked up to as uh, inspiration by all formerly dead people. <laughs> okay. His death, what? his death in 1943 was a loss to science and to sneakers everywhere. So that one was bad. What a, what a classic. What a classic. We did, a, we did bad on that one, actually. I think on that one, that was <laughs> an F. We did really good, I think. That was, <laughs> I think that was a solid. That was a good one. That was a lot of unintentional uh, racism that we didn't mean to do, yeah, and we're really sorry. We did in no growth. So We're learning and growing. We're very sorry. Um, 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 oh, ooh, okay. Let's make... I want to make up for this one. I just turned to this one. It's going to take like two seconds, and it's... Really good. It's called Letters to a TV Editor, so it's actually on theme. How dumb can network farts be? They cancel a fart show, such as <laughs> I'll Be a Monkey's Fart, and replace it with another one of those fart reality shows. Why don't they take all the fart TV executives, put them on a desert fart, and leave them there to fart? Signed, a farting viewer. <laughs> That's pretty good. Believe me, television is going to the farts. I can't believe the farts are dishing out. Damn, this Mad Lib is spitting. <laughs> What's being offered to the fart public is truly mind farting. Signed, a disenchanted fart. And this is the last letter to the editor. I think today's sitcoms are just as fart as the golden farts of the past. What needs to be eliminated is the fart laugh fart. Signed a a confirmed couch fart. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a, what a charming. Sorry. The second one wasn't in honor of Black History Month, but I just saw the word fart 20 times and I had to read it aloud. Good stuff. Very creative. Uh, Thomas, if you people want to hear you talk about farts on uh, the website, that is Twitter.com. Where where would they do that? They can follow me at TomNotTom. Talking about the records that I have yeah. now lots, or farting. Lots of good, One or the lots two. Lots of good records, lots of good farts. Uh, you can follow the show on D-Y-W-S-L-N. That's, of course, the initials of the show. 
Oh, speaking of uh, initials of the show, D-Y-W-L-W, did you see they put all of the Sami Zayn bloodline story up to this point on in one video on YouTube? I didn't. That's cool, though. I'll probably watch that. Uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Um, we're also on Instagram at the Only Survivor Podcast. Uh, we can do that. Uh, or on Patreon, uh, if you do want to listen to DYWLW, uh, you can do that. Uh, or any other show at patreon.com slash justpodcasts. Was there a show you wanted to re- shout out, Tomas? Uh, let's shout out... Uh you you were talking to me about it earlier. Uh, did you sleep last night? Yes, great episode of Did You Sleep Last Night? Talking about dreams, and I'm not talking about the song "Dreams" by the Cranberries. I'm talking mm. about actual dreams. Yeah, action dreams. Uh, I know that's not what you said, but imagine something called action dreams. Pretty cool. I had a uh, anxiety dream that was monotonous and boring. I want to say Ben Linus was involved and like instructing me to dig up trees or something very boring but then i was woken up by my cat screaming for breakfast so it was all good in the end couldn't fall back yeah, to sleep. it all worked out uh did you think the fans already uh i did not thank the listeners i would like to thank the listeners and did you uh give them the apple review Boilerplate. Uh, okay, so this this is the boilerplate review to leave uh, for the five star review that you give us. Um, this is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. Spotify is corrupt and won't allow me to leave a review, but if I could, I would say I look forward to seeing this in my Spotify Wrapped. And that's all you have to write. Um, okay, so next week we'll be back with episodes of Survivor Panama, and those numbers are 13 and 14. Lucky number 13 and 14 is also another lucky number. That's the age you were when this season aired. It's true. It's coming full circle. Um, well, until then, have a great summer. Deuces. I was awakened in the middle of the night. Thought I heard you calling my name I looked around, there was nobody there I knew that it was only a dream Well, I pulled up the covers And I tried to go to sleep But I couldn't seem to get you off my mind Here I go again I'm missing you again Patreon exclusive peek behind the curtain for a show called Did You Sleep Last Night? Sure. Thomas, I had a dream that my dad recommended to me the television program Lodge 49. Wow. That'd be pretty cool. You know what? You should. Great news for you. You should do the reverse and you should recommend it to your father. I bet he would like it. I bet he would too because it's a good show. Um, Yeah, my dad liked it, so. It's got the it's got the Tom's dad seal of approval. Hey, and you know my dad's name. Yeah. It, will it it's got the Tom seal of approval, but will it have the Tom seal of approval? Yeah. That's the real question. Get that dad out of here. That's what they said when Vince McMahon got fired. <laughs> it's too much dad. Yeah. What if WWE really pivots to catering only to dads instead of children? That'd be sick. I guess that's what AEW is or whatever. I don't know. The, all of the seats around the barricade are, are like uh, recliner chairs. They're all like lazy boys. <laughs> That's a great idea. 
<laughs> I'm into it. Um, all the all the sponsors are for like ho- like home theater system uh, companies yeah. for like speakers. Smarten up, probes. <laughs>